Uh, I grew up on a farm just west of Richmond, Virginia, and was lucky enough to have parents who cared about nature and got to spend a lot of time outdoors. And from an early age, developed a real passion for and excitement about all wildlife and animals. And really early on, knew that was going to be my career, trying to preserve them and not exactly sure uh, how I would do that or the best way I'd do that or what I'd be best at. But um, just, I think, really lucky to grow up on a farm where interacting with animals and wildlife was just a part of my everyday. I guess I was inspired to create the New York Harbor School. Um, a lot of things came together for me when I was living in New York City. Uh, the first is that I was working at Hudson River Keeper, and that was in 1998. And I finally, for the first time in my life, was given the real opportunity to use my skills and my interest and to put it to work helping restore and preserve, in this case, the Hudson River. And I remember thinking at that time that, gosh, this is what school should have been like. I wish that in school they had captured my interest and my passion um, for helping preserve things that I thought was really clear needed to be preserved. Either you weren't paying attention or you didn't have a heart, but it seemed to me pretty obvious that we had a lot of wildlife in danger and I wanted to help preserve it. So that experience at Hudson River Keeper was a big part of it. The other part of it was the desire to see the environmental movement in general more reflective of the demographics and the diversity that had drawn me to New York City. And I assumed I was like other people, that I loved being there because I was surrounded by people who had different backgrounds, looked different, spoke differently, and came with different ideas. And I think that's what makes New York City a great city and makes cities amazing. And uh, it was frustrating to me that the environmental movement really didn't reflect that diversity. Um, and so, uh, and the last thing was that access to the harbor was so limited. And if I was in New York City and all these kids were in New York City, um, can't we make New York Harbor a, a great new classroom for teaching and learning? A billion oysters. Uh, it's a good question. First of all, New York Har oysters have been functionally extinct in New York Harbor for over 100 years. And in order to have a sustainable oyster population again, you need three things. You need enough substrate, in this case oyster shells on the bottom, of which there's none. It's all just flat mud. Um, you need enough adults to produce the larvae so that the larvae can then settle on that substrate. And the third thing you need is uh, good enough water quality that they can go through metamorphosis when they settle onto a shell. Those are the three um, necessary factors for restoring a sustainable oyster population. New York Harbor had none of those. And so we knew that the intervention in this gigantic ecosystem that used to have 220,000 acres of oysters, which is trillions of oysters, needed to be really, really significant and meaningful, and we knew we would have a lot die off. Uh, we also, at the same time, so that's why a billion, we also wanted to capture the public's imagination, and a 400 million oyster project just wasn't as easy to wrap your head or mouth around. I think the greatest challenge at the New York Harbor School has been, <clears throat> how do you serve such a wide range of kids? Um, it was very challenging when we were in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and the average student was coming, low-skilled, uh, living below poverty. But what you could do is you could tailor the curriculum and the programs around that kind of a student. When we moved to Governor's Island, we started attracting a much wider range of students. And so we still had the lower-skilled students, but at the same time, we had very high-achieving students, students whose parents maybe spent summers doing the sailing and the fishing and the things that we wanted to teach and also who wanted their kids to get AP Environmental Science and AP English and get into the best schools. So in a small school of 450 students, or now 500 students, 
how do you serve that wide a range? And yet at the same time, I think that's what's most exciting about it is that it's such a diverse place with so many different kinds of kids. You know, establishing the Billion Oyster Project was totally different than starting the Harbor School because Harbor School, there was a process with the Department of Education that we went through. If you were approved, it starts. With the Billion Oyster Project, it was just a concept that little by little, we literally just, it was part of an existing nonprofit, the New York Harbor Foundation. Little by little, we started using the words and started saying we're doing this Billion Oyster Project, and it kind of became a thing. And so I think it was actually, in many regards, more challenging to start than the Harbor School was. But once it started, there was so much momentum and excitement behind it that um, what we ran into the biggest obstacle, really, was how do we get these oysters permitted to put them onto the bottom. New York Harbor, as I said, has not had any oysters for hundreds of years, and there's actually no regulatory framework or process through which we should go to, can go through to restore oysters in waters that are deemed as too contaminated for shellfish. And so we're having to make up that process as we go along with the regulators and the elected officials and our staff. And it makes it a little bit cumbersome and inefficient. What makes me most proud, you know, I think anytime you're sort of running an organization, what you have to do is reconnect to the initial users uh, to keep you excited and to keep you proud. And for me, it's so obvious when I um, walk through the school and see a student who I know and have a personal connection with them and see them accomplish something good and especially see them graduate and go on and represent the school publicly. Um, a lot of the marine firms or, or transportation companies or ferry companies have hired our students and to see a Harbor School graduate out there driving a boat, we have the first female captain of a New York water taxi ferry um, and to go on a boat and see Juana Garcia, whose parents were Mexican immigrants, driving this ferry all throughout New York Harbor, seeing our students achieve in the fields that we want them to achieve in is definitely what makes me most proud.